Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. We're coming to you on a Saturday afternoon. The wine bottles have been opened. The party yeah, has started. Yeah, this is a chill afternoon pod. Yeah, sorry. Unlike um, our normal, like, crack of fucking dawn Friday morning. Harried. <laughs> like cold brew up the wazoo still in our pjs both of us are actually like dressed in like a well, real i'm wearing actual clothes but i have not my hair is no. really fucked up sure sure so we've got you know i'm still it's okay yeah um yeah sorry we uh couldn't record yesterday i had to do something very um secretive which i'll tell you about at some point maybe. yeah wait is this a pod is this a patreon no this is a full full-blown one. Oh yeah you can't tell can't say anything um, but all in good time, people. Uh, I can't wait, although I do already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know. Um, so you probably got COVID, which I, is exciting. Yeah, so my brother's in town and he found out yesterday that he has COVID. We've been spending basically every single day together for the last like two weeks. And I feel like I have COVID. Maybe you should not be drinking this wine, but you know yeah. what? Fuck it. Um I like feel the scratch in my throat, but I'm also kind of a hypochondriac. Oh, sure. So, you know, time will tell. Uh, I tested negative uh, today, so. Yeah, I would say like if you still feel weird tomorrow, test again. Maybe you have it, maybe you don't. At this I think point. I'm going to keep testing for like, I don't know. We'll test again tomorrow and then maybe the day after. And if it's negative, then I'll just be like, I guess I didn't get it. Had Henry gotten it before, or is this his first time? It's his first time, wow. which is John insane. still hasn't gotten it. I think some people are immune to it. My mom yeah. hasn't gotten it yet. Yeah, crazy. But my mom like really locked down and like didn't do anything and like still kind of is kind of antisocial since COVID started. Mm. But Henry like goes out all the time. Yeah, like, he's like in his twenties. Yeah, he's like raging every weekend. He's just never gotten it. So, hmm. but one weekend in LA, or not really one yeah. week in LA, and covid it happens it's like i the only both times i've gotten covid i've been in uh lake tahoe like i've never gotten covid other than fucking that godforsaken place that i keep going to 
I saw online somewhere that it's supposed to be like an extra good summer in Lake Tahoe for some reason. Oh, well, we'll see. I mean, it's like you never know until the fire season, like what happens. But oh, yeah. I'm sure because of the rain, um, the air, because like that's the thing is, well, obviously, if in your if you're in the there in the winter, it is about like how much snow there is. But in the summer, I think it's like if there's been a lot of rain before, then the air is clearer and you it get was- that. Yeah, That's it was like great. something about the water. I don't know. Oh, like, I bet the the water's probably the water level's high, probably because all. The oh snow yeah, I, I think it was that the water level was high. Um, and you get like the smell of like back when I was a kid. I swear to God, like that like pine tree smell was so pronounced, and now it's like you can't smell shit there. Yeah, I know. Everything gets worse as you get older, and I don't it's, know. What my grandma is. used to be like. I remember she was just like always complaining about how horrible fruit tasted because like she's like when i was a kid a strawberry tasted like the most amazing thing you could think of like an apple tasted like a real apple and now, and this was like in the 80s or 90s she was like it's all disgusting now i mean maybe now because of like hipster farmers market culture it would have been it's better now but who knows uh, yeah i would think now because of like gmos like, it would be better uh yeah unfortunately she didn't live to see the um the GMO, the, G- the GMO renaissance of, of, or the heirloom fruit movement. Um, well, you know, I'm sorry, grandma. No, it's all right. Uh, my grandma never liked anything and she didn't remember liking anything. Oh no. She just was always like, ugh. the only thing she liked was like chocolate bars, which I get. Yeah. She liked yeah. chocolate sometimes a gin and tonic and like sure. chicken. She was a big chicken eater. Oh yeah. My grandma would chicken and turkey skin. Like she would just go to the kitchen and eat all of that. And she would say, you know, like, you know, she lived through the depression and no, and it never went to waste then. But, yeah. uh, RIP. RIP grandmas of the world. Oh, I was in, um, I was in the Bay area last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a, uh, something to report. I do. Well, okay. So I want to report from the front lines of San Francisco because I feel like in the last year or two, San Francisco has been become this like flashpoint. Similarly to how I feel like how popular culture thought of New York in like the seventies and eighties. I feel like it's um yeah like I feel like it's like uh, right wing people just like have certain cities that they're like, I yeah. hate this city and I hate this city. I think San Francisco is a big one. Obviously, Chicago is a big one. Sure. New York is like an evergreen for them. Yeah, I think like they kind of feel that way about L.A., but like it kind of is on their radar kind of off because L.A. is so its own thing. Yeah. And I guess I mean, growing up in the Bay Area. I mean, San Francisco has always been sort of like, but usually it's been like, oh, it's so liberal or it's so gay. Like it's sort of these like culture war issues of like, um, that the right wing has, has like, has like honed in on. But now I guess, cause I it's guess safety, yeah. it's a safety issue. It's crime. I think like the big sort of thing that happened recently was that cash app tech guy was like murdered at two thirty in the morning, and everyone like rushed to jump to a conclusion, thinking it was like this, like you know, crazy homeless person or someone that like stabbed him. But of course, it turns out to be like another tech bro, who I guess yeah. he was like sleeping with his sister or like something, or like doing drugs with his sister, something, some just like boring story. I mean, like, I don't think that's a boring story at all. I mean, it's like I, it is... I actually think it's a lot more interesting than like he got killed by some like random guy on the street. Oh, for sure. It's like it is sort of a. I mean. Obviously, I don't want anyone to be murdered, but like, 
Thank this you. guy, both the victim and the killer are like total fucking assholes. Like, Whoa. I, well, they're just like, I don't know these tech they're guys. They're tech bros. Okay. They're tech bros. And so, um, so before, so like, you know, his body was found or whatever. And then everyone jumped to conclusions and the sort of the person that went like total, totally viral, who I just could not get enough of is this woman, Michelle Tandler. Okay. Wait, was this the one? Well, tell me, tell me. Cause I saw, so, I saw you replying to someone and you're like, congratulations. You're the craziest person in San Francisco. Yes, that was her. <laughs> but then I like clicked on it and it was like this like really long thread. And I was like, I can't, I don't wanna, I'm so embarrassed that like people actually <laughs> see the stupid replies I do on Twitter. I get, yeah, I see them. <laughs> But not always. Every yeah. once in a while, to be like, I always just think I'm like completely team. anonymous. Like no one even looks at my um, profile. You gotta lock it down. Oh uh, yeah, I probably like should. Like me, but I don't post anything. So this her. is a. She is a. Of course, she's a like a Harvard Business School graduate. Okay, Gwyneth's hero. Gwyneth's hero. She has a. Um, her like startup is. Oh shit, I should have done some research. It's a uh, it's basically on it's called like 2 minute lifestyle skills or something. And it's like these ho- these stupid videos that last 2 minutes that's like how to boil water, like how to, you know, Oh my god, that's her? Yes, yeah. I saw her on did she what did she have something else or it was just that? Uh she might have had something what else. Was this is- the thing where she was like I'm going to tell you how to have cold water. And it was like, or cold, you can have but, cold soda water anytime yes. you want. And it was like, she just keeps a pitcher of cold water and then like puts it in her soda stream. Yep, and that, that was is like her. her life hack. That's her. And it, it like, so it's, it's called life school, making life better. One new skill at a time. Welcome is to life this, school. Okay. I'm sorry. Hmm. I, again, is there a folk? I mean, like, is it for people who are like, very young or like maybe like have some sort of like developmental issue or like something like that or is it just like she thinks that that's a helpful tip for like an average adult I think it's just for the average adult I think because she is so I mean I don't know I mean she obviously I guess has to be smart in certain ways if she got into like Harvard Business School but watching no Watching that, I mean, that TikTok video and you guys all have to watch because it's literally, it's so funny. It's like this how to, you know, how to make bubbly water. And then she she's so earnest about like, oh, here's my pitcher of water, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't want to use all of these like aluminum cans and like do, you know, have uh, like Spinthrift or Waterloo or LaCroix or whatever. And then the punchline is like, she just literally puts it in a soda stream and it's like this two minute instructional video. And it looks like a parody of one of these videos. It looks like, oh, this is sort of a funny, like sort of funny, like comedian. But no, she's yeah, like absolutely I, earnest. I saw that and I was like, because she was, um, I don't know. I don't know. But I saw, I saw that. So this is so this woman and I don't, I don't know where she grew up, but I am sort of assuming that she did not grow up in the Bay Area, Bay Area or she did not grow up in San Francisco because as like, I mean, there's, there's, sorry, but like, there's always been a lot of homeless people in San Francisco. Like I've, you know, I've been alive for 41 years. It's always been, I mean, it's, it's horrible. It's like since Reagan basically defunded all of the like mental health facilities in California, these people have no place to go. And a lot of them through, I mean, because of climate reasons, I think because of cultural reasons sort of congregate in San Francisco and like, it's always been that way. And yeah. 
And I mean, I definitely think LA has gotten a lot worse. Oh, LA, I mean, I've only been in LA for 10 years and I think it seems like LA it's, has definitely gotten a lot worse. One thing I'll say about LA is when people come to visit me from out of state or especially out of the country, it's embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Well, at like how our like country treats people yeah. i feel like deeply ashamed because they're like horrified and they have every reason to be horrified yeah it's um, it's horrible and, like nothing gets done and it's extremely frustrating and in la i do feel like i mean there's obviously a lot of mental health issues and a lot of addiction issues but i feel like it's the housing prices there's se- i think seems... it's like a combination yeah it's like obviously not like a simple like one no. reason but i mean it's obvious that like the rent going up and the wages not is gonna yeah. make a homelessness crisis like obviously pretty it's simple like economics pretty fucking obvious right uh so this so I, I don't know how long michelle tandler has lived in san francisco but she i guess she's been like sort of tweeting about this about safety for a couple years now um but then this one on april 9th it just sort of went completely viral because she said uh our, so, our society seems to have become seriously complacent. A hundred years ago in SF, people were publicly hung for their crimes, often by vigilant, vigilante groups that wanted to send a message. Wait, hanging, what is she talking about? She's basically talking about the Ku Klux Klan. Wait, when were people publicly hung? A hundred years ago. Oh, a hundred years ago. Okay, yeah. sorry, sorry. The hangings worked. Crime would plummet after a few of them, often for many months at a time. Theoretically, if publicly hanging, say, five fentanyl dealers led to saving the lives of hundreds. It won't. Move on. (laughs) And also, that's not a reason to do that either, but go on. Uh, Is it morally reasonable? Why would most San Francisco residents view my question above as horrifying and immoral? Uh, What do other countries do to their fentanyl dealers? What? Which countries? Which countries are you talking about? Because most of them, like, don't put anyone in jail for anything close to the amount of time that we we incarcerate people or in those fucking conditions like oh i don't think she's talking about like european countries she's talking about like the philippines russia like those are the right right but like yeah yeah, bitch there's a lot of fucking countries and most of them don't like hang drug dealers Uh, and they have low crime too so no we're not gonna start hanging it's not let's not be more cruel and unusual like let's try to scale that back it's always these fucking like people who think that they're standing for liberty are like mm-hmm. i'm gonna kill everybody gonna kill- i don't get it it's so it, i mean and she she just kept going she said a few questions on my mind this morning and this is in the morning too this like, is after, <laughs> this is after she tweeted i love those I love this setup. As as she's making her bubbly water. Oh, she also like the night before this, she, or sometime before this, she tweeted about how she was worried that dogs were going to get addicted to opiates because they're like, they're like, they're, they're like chewing up the like discarded, like fentanyl patches lying on the ground. Okay. Harvard business. Oh, and she said the dog feces is contaminated with fentanyl. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Yeah. Which is hard for her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. A few questions. Question for the culture. What changed that the men of San Francisco, so then she makes it this like gendered thing. What changed that the men of San Francisco went from creating vigilante groups to being afraid to even tweet about crime? What would happen if a few meth dealers were publicly hung? 
why aren't the men of San Francisco rallying together to protect our city's women and elderly from drug so drug She's asking violence? for the men of San Francisco to lynch people. To lynch people, the tech pros. Why is everybody so afraid to talk or write on these issues? Why are people apparently okay living amidst this level of chaos? People never shut up about it. People never shut up about it. People I'll talk about it all the fucking time. Oh what God. is she talking about? I'll tell you what I did last Saturday. Drove over the bridge to San Francisco, to the Mission, which is supposedly one of these like crime-ridden areas. I got a Bloody Mary at like a fancy bar. Um, I went to see a movie at the Alamo Draft House. And then- Your least favorite, you won't go to the Alamo Draft House in LA, but you'll go in San Francisco. Oh, believe me, I was like pulling teeth. I wanted to see, um, uh, this is how you blow up a pipeline or whatever it's called. And it was only, that was the only place it was playing. Okay. Um, and then, oh, I'll, I can rant about the Alamo Draft House for days. <laughs> then, oh, then I went to, and I just got a burrito at my favorite taqueria um, on mission. And then I went home. I'll tell you, it literally has not, I used to hang out there a lot, like 10, 15 years ago. It has not changed at all. I saw two homeless people. They were both, I mean, disturbed but it was like there was no there was no threat of anything everyone it was still crowded like people were going to fucking parties people were going to brunch all the street vendors were on the street the taquerias were full fucking alamo draft house was full it it's like it's such a fucking straw man argument and this woman i just i don't know it's so stupid it's so stupid but again i get riled up too thinking about this shit but like because it's kind of scary and it's like it's but it's just like with Twitter, it's really not worth it because it's a platform for anybody to just yeah. like start spewing their stupid opinions. And people have always had these opinions. It's just like you wouldn't have heard them. So they wouldn't have bothered you. And now you hear them. So you're like, when someone writes something down, all of a sudden it feels like more official. Like, oh, yeah. some, is someone doing something about this? Because they've gone from like thinking it or saying it to like publicly saying it. But it's it's nothing's going to happen. I mean, no. you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm not saying nothing, you know, everyone has to be, you know, vigilant, participate in local elections and blah, blah, blah. But like, she's probably just some idiot. No, she is. And she got like a lot of pushback. And I think even like the like crazy sort of libertarian, like tech class of San Francisco didn't sort of rally to, you know, do these lynchings on her behalf. Yeah, I mean, um, but I guess I got, I got a little, I mean, I haven't, you know, I haven't lived in the Bay area since I was 17. So like, I don't even, I mean, I'm obviously a native of that place, but I, I don't consider it my home, but um, I still get like defensive about it. Cause I do think it's like, I don't know. It is such a beautiful place and I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, I just like, I just can't stand people who think that making like, like the American prison prison system, like more punitive. I just, I yeah. think that is one of the most like sadistic and stupid opinions you could possibly have. I don't understand it. People who think that the problem with America is like, we're too soft on crime. It's so like, crazy. They're crazy. They're great. They're insane. Uh, I hate that. I, I whatever. I won't yeah. say I hate them. I just, no. I don't get it. Um, so, I mean, that's what's happening, I guess, in my brain this week. Uh, it doesn't really even have anything to goop, I, to do with goop. I, I guess no, it's it just, really doesn't. But it just feels like, 
Okay, I'm gonna. This is more of a Patreon conversation. <laughs> Actually, gonna, I'm gonna say this is probably a tenuous connection, and I don't think Gwyneth or other Rick Caruso acolytes really feel the way that Michelle Tandler does. But I do feel like it's a little bit of a slippery slope to like to advocate for like a tough on crime mayor. And I mean, I think a lot of people probably think this way and are just smart enough to not say it publicly. That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't think most people think that way that they want people. No, I'm not saying most people think that way. I think like, but I think like more people think that way than you would think. Yeah. I think you might be right. Uh, Because also like, like a local LA story was, I, I guess there was a, homeless encampment because i guess in beverly the city of beverly hills there's like a law against anyone like sleeping on the street so they basically just i guess they're either arrest people or just like kick them out to like the neighboring neighborhood but there was this homeless encampment that um was built up right at the border of beverly hills and then uh people were like freaking out they're like like it's homeless. too close it's, yeah, it's too close i hate them another another it's just disgusting it's like how could you not have how could your first emotion not be empathy and like sadness for these people like how how is it anger or fear when it's like you have so much more protecting you in this world in society than these people have and it's it's just so insane to me um yeah i don't know uh moses turned 17 wow time really flies (laughs) they just keep having birthdays these kids they keep growing up Wow. And Happy he, birthday, Moses. Congratulations. I guess he, 17, a he must be a age. junior in high school. Yeah. I think I liked being 17. Oh, I loved it. It was, um, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I liked it. I got to move across the country and start college. It was pretty fun. Oh yeah. I was a junior in high school when, when I was 17. Uh, a couple articles. This one, did you read the one on the cut that was like quiet luxury is actually very loud? I want, I, this is because of succession. I didn't read it, but I think I know. Wait, send it. Wait, I'm Googling it. Yeah, just Google. It's on the cut. It's, it was, I thought, okay, this had the potential to be maybe sort of interesting of like, because I guess oh, like, wow, Gwyneth is right there. Well, yeah. Okay. It, it was, yeah, just popped up immediately. So it, it's the, the image is like Gwyneth in like a Marie Antoinette outfit. Um, and, Part of I was like, oh, this is sort of an interesting idea because I think, I mean, you know, all of us in the know, all of us who study these people, we've known for a long time that like, you know, the the super rich, old money, these people, they don't, they don't wear their, their wealth on their sleeve. Well, they literally do wear the wealth on the sleeves, but it's like, it's a more, you know, subtle type of sophistication. Like the regular person on the street might not be able to like pick out what, you know, what piece, piece of clothing is worth like thousands of dollars. It's different from the, you know, the gaudy yeah uh designer or like anything with like loud like logos on it exactly uh so maybe because of succession i think because of succession because of gwyneth's recent trial i think maybe this sort of think piece has been in the air for a little while about sort of what does this mean and now i guess more people are understanding that like you know most rich people don't dress like the kardashians or whatever Right. Which I, right. But it's like, we all know. And and this article was just, it just didn't make, it was just like, there was nothing to it. Cause they start by talking about, uh, 1800s 
in Paris and London, sort of the beginning of this quiet wealth where I guess they just like tightened their corsets tighter. So people understood that they didn't have to do any physical labor. Um, and then of course they talk about succession. They talk about Gwyneth's sweater, sweater at the trial. And then the, the thing that really was like, what are you talking about is, um, they keep mentioning that like Gen Z kids on TikTok are like newly obsessed with old money and this, yeah, they are. They are. Okay. So this are this writer did not give any examples or link to any TikToks. So I just had to take their word for it. But it's now it's just I, like TikToks of these like 19-year-old kids and they're like old money aesthetic. And then they just okay. put on like a sweater set from like what's that place that they go to? Whatever, whatever their version of HM is. It's all like cheap shit. They're, they'll put on like a sweater set and like some plastic fake pearls and be like, that's my aesthetic oh, or whatever. Oh, and that's really? it. Like, yeah. So it's or just the, it's just it's, an update of like the eighties like preppy, preppy like country club it's, yeah it's like that yeah okay. so that's not okay that's so stupid it's really not it's really nothing it's really nothing I mean that just that may, I guess that makes sense like stylistically we've always gone between especially like youth culture has always gone between these like sort of outlandish like grungy alternative aesthetics and then going back to like the preppy aesthetic and so well that pendulum, Jen, now like. You can't even like define like Gen Z in those terms, I think, because they like everybody now don't have a monoculture. Mm. So there are so many different like styles and identities and cliques and whatever that they can all be in. It's like, who cares? It's like there might be some, there are the old money people or whatever, but they're just like playing dress up basically. I don't even yeah. know what they really dress like. You know what I mean? Well, and I also imagine the pandemic and sort of the isolation that's happened in the past few years is like, I don't know, f like accelerating the sort of diffusion of culture too, because you're, you're just not like hanging out with big groups of, well, I guess, I mean, some people are, I mean, we, I guess we are all doing that again, but there was like this couple of years, imagine if, I don't know, if you're in high school, it's like your whole, almost your whole high school experience has been like at home online. <laughs> Yeah, I think the younger generation is like extremely fucked up because I, of yeah, I the think pandemic. So too. Um, I I don't know. I know it, it's like scary. They missed out on a lot of fun things. Yeah, and I saw and like, a thing that was like half half of people under thirty are still like, or between I guess twenty two and thirty are are living with their parents. Yeah, it's like a combination of a lot of factors. Yeah. Which like if I was. 22 now and like i don't know how i would afford any apart i mean i guess i would i guess i would get like three roommates like i did when i was 22 yeah you and would you just could, do what you did. yeah i guess i would do the exact same thing but it still um, is like everything is so i mean more expensive than even when we were that age yeah but then i was also making i mean my job at anthropology when i was um like my senior year of college i literally made nine dollars an hour I know my first job, I made $8 an hour and yeah. I thought it was like a lot. Cause it was more than, cause minimum wage was like five. Yeah. Um, so crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy, but yeah. I mean, I guess it was just like, we're old, but I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, kids, they figure it out. Hopefully yeah. they better. They better. Uh, um, but yeah, other? this thing with the old money and the, and the quiet luxury, whatever, it's like not, it's not that interesting. And 
I think people are kind of like trying to tie themselves in knots, trying to say like, there's something wrong with like not wanting to have these like big um, logos on your clothes, which is like, it's very hard. It's a hard argument to make. Right. Cause um, it's like, I mean, it's just like aesthetically, why would it you? It looks cheaper. It, it looks yeah. embarrassing. Like I don't, I don't understand. It always has. It's it all, not yeah. because Succession came out. It's always looked stupid. No. And the people on Succession, I mean, it's not, they're not Gwyneth at the trial. Most of, I mean, I feel like they look like shit too. Like that's the point of it. They, they are so rich. They like literally don't have to care about what they look. So they look sort of just frumpy and dowdy. Well, I don't think that I disagree with that. Um, I think like, especially the way that like Shiv is dressed, especially like in season two, she looks great. Oh yeah. No, I guess I'm talking about the current season where she's like, won't get her hairs in a ponytail at her brother's wedding. Yeah. The current season. I think that they do a lot of like really smart costuming on that show. And like, they really like, it's, I think it's like very well thought out. And then like famously like that dress that didn't quite fit her at the Mm. like finale of the last season. But um, I, I feel like they do have a lot of that. Like, I don't pay a lot of attention to that part of it, but like a lot of the pieces that they're wearing that are very simple, like really are sourced from these like companies and they are like whatever, thousands of dollars for like a sweater that looks like it came from the Gap, which, but if that's the case, then just like wear the basic shit. Yeah, then it's like, oh, then it's like easier to pretend. You don't need to do the next step of doing the like bourgeoisie fucking thing of getting the like thing, the the logo shirt because like there is nothing to do because then it's like okay if this person who's a billionaire is wearing you know a fifteen thousand dollar white sweater that looks just like a plain white sweater then okay then you can you can buy a you know a sixty dollar yeah, white get, sweater you can at, get the look wherever. for less yeah it's, it's like so everyone wins so right? easy right um yeah it's like I under I understand. I mean, I've never been like a an extremely like fashionable person or like someone who uh, thinks too much about this stuff. But like, I understand wanting to have like a style or wanting to have an aesthetic. Um, but it's like things are either expensive or not. So, like, if if the only value is like if if two white sweaters look identical. And feel I I mean I'm sure they don't feel identical. They but don't like feel to, identical to the to the and they don't to, last for as long. Like yeah. a lot of this stuff, some of it is shit, but I think the idea is that these people will have like whatever they're like two thousand dollars shirt or like coats or whatever, but they will like be so high quality or whatever. And whether they are or not, I don't know. Right. Um. But it's easier, yeah. If you, I mean, just I guess buy whatever you makes you feel happy that you can afford and yeah and if you like the stuff with logos i have a like in probably embarrassing to a lot of people like coach bag with like coach logos on it but i like it so i don't care yeah that's cool i think like i don't know that there's a place for all that like i i like uh you know good old-fashioned you know von dutch hat (laughs) well and i feel like this 2003 American apparel hoodie that I'm wearing right now that I've had since then is like very recognizable as that to people for our age. Totally. It doesn't have a logo on it. And I like that. I'm like, Oh, you can tell this is that because it reminds me of being young, <laughs> but Oh, for sure. But it doesn't like, 
Um, but it's just because I've literally had it for 20 years, but it doesn't, um, it's not because I think it's like fancy. No, I mean, but like those brands, I mean, I, I'm wearing a pair of, uh, Abercrombie jean shorts right now that I bought pretty recently, but it is like comforting to like re-explore the, the brands from your youth. Yeah. And especially because like when I was that age, I never would have been caught dead in Abercrombie, but now I'm like, that's actually cute. That's funny. I, uh, I did. I mean, I, I, I like, I I was pretty sort of like alternative-y like in like early high school, but then I, I like definitely went through like a preppy phase and was wearing, um, you know, Abercrombie and stuff. I was, I wore, uh, like, all my clothes were, like, I wore as much, like, vintage as I possibly yeah. could. Pretty much everything. Uh, Except right. for, like, corduroys and jeans and stuff. Oh, yeah. See, that's, like, I love a good pair of corduroys. Um, I don't think I own any at the moment. It's just too hot to wear them. Oh, it's too hot right now. now. It's a winter, it's fall winter. For sure. For sure. Um anything else you want to talk about no i mean good job on finding that I yeah really- i found one more thing just and it's again it's something that we've probably touched on a lot but there was an article in bustle <laughs> sorry i'm really like going to the dregs of the internet to no. talk about stuff. is therapy speak making us selfish oh this kind of relates to my list oh yeah because there's something in goop this week that feels a little pertinent to this so we don't have to talk about this in detail i just want to uh maybe read the opening paragraph yeah with a please because i from have someone, not seen this and i don't know <laughs> which is like i mean i think we've talked about this before on the podcast of like the sort of um hrization of friendships and like the weird way that like people sort of relate to each other yeah uh so i'll just start it says last summer anna 24 was dumped by a longtime friend over text. While making plans to meet up, the friend pivoted and told Anna she wanted to end their five-year friendship. I when read Anna, this exact quote like somewhere on Twitter. I think it was it was shared widely because people okay. I think people have sort of had enough of this. Okay, I'm sorry, please continue. No, no, no. Um when Anna asked if it was something she did, her friend told her she wasn't comfortable answering and that there was no more room for discussion. Uh, and I quote I'm in a place where I'm trying to honor my needs and act in alignment with what feels right within the scope of my life. And I'm afraid our friendship doesn't seem to fit in that framework. The friend wrote, I can no longer hold the emotional space you've wanted me to and think the support you need is beyond the scope of what I can offer. Uh, And then it says, you know, Anna was hurt and frustrated. I felt like she was ending the friendship with an HR memo. Like I would have hoped that you'd respect me enough to give me something more straightforward or at least more kind. Um, And I think that that goes to the core of it. Of like, it's just like so mean and like in such a selfish, weird way. Like you don't actually, you like have these buzzwords because you don't, you don't want to have the real conversation, but then it's like, why would you like, it's so easy. I mean, I guess if you're like best friends, it's sort of hard to, but like for most, I don't know, there's a way to just sort of like casually back off, back off right? Cool it down. Stop replying to the texts. Reply to like every third or fourth text, you know, don't yeah. take the calls. 
cancel the plans. They'll get the hint after like two canceled plans and like three not replied to texts. They'll get the hint. They won't write back to you again. That's it. You don't really don't need a whole fucking rigmarole, like whatever. And honestly, if you think I'm going to say something else, if you actually think that the person deserves even like my therapy speak of like, I can't hold space for you, diddy to do, then you probably like shouldn't even you shouldn't be like ending that friendship like the only times I've ended friendships with people I'm like I don't want to talk to them anymore you know what I mean Mm. it's like they're fucked up they're crazy they're mean they're yeah yeah. they're like it's because they usually they did something it's not just because I don't know I've never had a friend go from like I mean, of course, I guess I've had friends who've like wanted more of my time than I really wanted to give, but I I feel like in control of that. Like I can manage and say no. Yeah, it's very it's very easy to 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 put a little distance between yourself and them without having to come to this. And yeah, there's a couple times. I mean, and I've had friends where it's getting so fucked up, but in a way that it's like there's. I don't know. I can, I can, I guess, and guy friendships maybe are different. Cause I can just be like, you're being so fucked up right now. You're being an asshole. I literally can't talk to you. I'm blocking you. And then, you know, then yeah, maybe that's like something happened or yeah, like something happened. They're so, yeah. And they're so, I mean, this is one, I'm thinking of one specific person who's like a complete addict and just like is so mean when he's like using drugs Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's all, it's also easy because we live on opposite sides of the country now. Yeah. So I can, if he's like, I'll, you know, I'll go back and, you know, we'll have te- text conversations, but I also know, and he's a nice guy, but I ha- I know like sort of what I could I can even tell over text when to just sort of pull back yeah and it's also like you might regret like I had a friend who was like kind of crazy like this and we had a very like too close friendship all through like high school and I was two years older than him and then like I mean two years younger than him and um there was like this weird shift that happened when I like graduated and he started, he would like always be really mean to me. And then one day, one time I went, I never knew what he wanted from me. And one time I went, I came back to LA from college for like a couple of days and I didn't tell him because I like, didn't tell like my friends that I was home. And he was like, he messaged me and was like, oh, you're not coming back for spring break. And I was like, oh, I actually was in town, but just for like two days. And I came right back. He immediately blocked me and never talked to me again. Wow. And then wrote me this like email, like a year, like two years ago. Like, I'm really sorry about that. And I was just like, what? Uh, That's, this (laughs) is, Yeah. Just Maybe he was like making like, amends or something. I don't know. I know. I was like, is this like a 12 step thing? I don't know. So it's like, what are your, like, what are your reasons for this? Like, if you, if you have these, like, like, if you want to end a friendship, you'll know. Yeah. Like there will be no doubt in your mind. Absolutely. Cause it makes you sick thinking about communicating with this and person. You pro- and they're very, them. and friends are like very easy to stop talking. Like I, I, I kind of pulled the plug on a friendship not that long ago. And I basically just stopped kind of communicating. Yeah. And eventually, you know, they got the hint. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a hard, it it wasn't a hard, it wasn't hard to do because it was like every time this person like texted me, I would be kind of like, 
I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to communicate with them, but it wasn't, um, like I was mad. Like at the moment that I was like, fuck this, I was pissed. And there was like, no, I can no longer hold the emotional. They were the type of person that would have sent that to me actually. And I was like, you know what? I was like, no. (laughs) Um, so they didn't get there. I can no longer hold the space, but I think they know that they, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, shit, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Who cares? It was vague enough. They don't listen. No, they don't. I don't think so. Uh, all right. Is that it? On to the old newsletters. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, wow. I have such low alcohol tolerance. I had, well, I guess I had two glasses of wine. I had one and see, this is why I'm worried about myself. Cause I was like, Ooh, I have COVID and I don't feel so good. And then I had like half a glass of wine and I'm like, let's get into it. I feel like I had a cup of coffee. Yeah. Perked you right up. Oh my God. I forgot when I was um, at my mom's house last weekend, I, she served me a glass of just like regular old New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. I don't think I'd had the regular glass of wine in like years. Oh, because it wasn't from like a shoppy shop or whatever. It's not from my, it's my stupid neighborhood. It's either I go to Costco or I go to these, these places that are like, have just like these, yeah. Barnyard pet. Nat, so it's natural. either from like the California chemical plant or from mm-hmm. like the barnyard. Uh, exactly. And yeah. I don't know. Cause I have to say Berkeley where my mom lives is, is about as natural wine. Like those, those wine stores are not playing around. So I assume she probably got it at like a grocery store or something. I have no idea, but whatever it was, it was so fucking good. It was just like clean and clear and had that just perfect acidity and fruitiness and, and just ice cold. It was so refreshing. But that sounds good. Like that could have been a good serious wine. It was, I don't think it was a serious wine, but it was a, it was a, it was a good wine. It was like a, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like that's what a Sauvignon Blanc should be like. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but it was like a probably macro brewer or macro whatever. Mm. Um, but it just, it, it was like clean and like honest in a way that like these fucking things are just like, not, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not like a big, um, although I did get my W set Oh, too, which is like not that hard to get. um oh right i whatever i like in the bay area like where you're from the wine is actually good but like um i'm over natural wine yeah i mean it's like anything else it's it's such a buzzword and it's like there's just like shitty versions of it that i think it, it's probably, I mean, I don't, I know very little about like the production of wine, but I imagine that if you're just like, oh, this is natural, that probably is a way to like be a little like lazy while you're making it. Cause you're just like, eh, it's supposed to taste like this. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people are like, you have to be honest when you're talking about this wine, just because it's called natural wine doesn't mean that like, that's okay. No. Yeah. You know? Uh, anyway, all right, let's do it. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns, but a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. 
LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Okay, let's get into it. What was your best? What was your best? What was your best? What was your best? Oh my God, you drunk bastard. (laughs) My best was, oh, the kombucha queen. (laughs) I mean, wouldn't, if you were called the kombucha queen in Goop, wouldn't you like just walk off the side of a bridge and like end it all? Honestly, yeah, but probably not for the same reasons like you. But um, I just liked it because she was my exact age. And so I was like, I can trust every single recommendation Mm. that she has. Because it was all about skincare and stuff. Beauty. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, like we're the same age. I don't want to hear from a 24 year old. I don't want to hear from a woman who's like, I'm 64 and this is what I do. And I don't even want to hear from someone who's 37 or 39. I want to hear from someone who's 38 because I am 38. And when I turn 39, I want to hear from someone who's 39. <laughs> I don't want to. Every single like goop, they should just have like. It could be as long as you want. It's the internet. I mean, it's free, right? Just like get a person every single age between the ages of like 20 and 85. Yeah. And just have them. Between Apple and Blythe. That's the. Apple to Blythe. Yes. Yeah. And every year in between. And tell us what they're wearing on their face for skincare and what they're wearing for clothes where they're shopping, what they're doing. Like, I need to know, like, I need a year to year. I need this. I need my updates to come in real fucking time because you look around and you're all of a sudden like, I'm living too young for my age or the opposite. Or, I'm, yeah. oh, I think I'm, I think I'm older than I am. That happens too. Do they switch out the people or is the person with you your entire life? Uh, I think they should have like a rotating cast of characters. Sure, sure. So like five people. Five people, and then so you, if you get sick of someone, 
you'll have a new person coming in. It should be like the same way that they do the whole 30 Instagram recipes account where it's like, there are just people who do it and they just rotate it out every five days. And so you never without a new recipe from like someone, mm. there are enough fucking people out there who want to like talk about their skincare on goop that you could oh. rotate these people out, you know? Absolutely. So you see the same people sometimes, you know, you're like, yeah, that guy, that woman, that whatever, like, okay. Okay. And then they'll say like, okay, we want to like introduce new people. So they'll bring in a couple of new people that you haven't, you know, heard from before. And then, you know, so it's, it's familiar, it's new, it's, it's, it's got it all. And you can have different people from different walks of life. It would be like um, those Michael Apted documentaries, like seven of. Yeah, exactly. Where you're, you're just, you're following these people for their entire lives. For their entire lives. Their and skincare. then they, then they perish <laughs> as we all do, as, as we, we all, all will. will. Uh, One day. That sounds like a great idea. I feel like with the right seed money and a little nudge from a Harvard MBA, Gwyneth would, would be right on board. I got to get that Harvard MBA. Th that's the key to her heart and her brain. It's the like, only way to get back into her good graces at this point. She, she would really respect us if we got Harvard MBAs. Cause that's the one thing. I mean, she, she, do you think she, she could, could, could she? she, she could. I mean, I don't know that I, I'm sure I couldn't like, my, I mean, my business brain is truly um, Special Olympics style. I, yeah, I'm constantly, I really, really want to get like some sort of business like certificate or like investment certificate or something. Okay. I like peruse them online, like at Cornell or Harvard, like all of these IVs and stuff. They have them online. You can like take one for like. Oh, yeah. They have all these continuing education. That's a scam. That's isn't that what like Courtney Kardashian did? Is it? Is it a scam? I mean, I think it's like it's like a certificate. It's like a it's like an but online. That's fine. Course. That's fine. I don't want it. I don't want it for the credential. I want it for the actual education. Edu okay, then because I I am so stupid about that stuff, and I like really want to just go and take like a class or like a workshop, and like just learn like how money works. Sure. But I want it to be like. I don't want it to be from like master class, and I don't want it to be from like nerd wallet. Mm -hmm. And I definitely don't want it to be like a book that I just read. Like I want a teacher like stock like market for dummies. I mean, I mean, maybe that's a good place to start. <laughs> uh, I mean, I am a dummy. I wish that. Well, yeah, I used to have like my dad, it was an accountant and like a CPA. And so I could ask him questions. Unfortunately, I have to not do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, there's other reasons I miss my dad, but that's one that it's like, um, it's like, oh God, I like literally, cause he, I remember one time in my twenties, I was getting audited by the IRS. Cause I forgot to like, I, I bought some stupid stock. I was like, I was like a fucking day trader back in the day. Like I was just buying, selling and I sort of didn't realize and you still are with the AMC. Well, yeah, I sold that. I made a, a tidy profit with the stonks and the, the sto I, doge hands. doge, unfortunately did not come through for me, Yeah, but, um, I didn't, I, I sort of just didn't know that you had to like say your, cause there was, there's something called um a cost basis or loss. I don't know what it is. The cost basis. Yeah. Co yeah something like that. And I didn't do it's it. It's how so much got, you pay. It's how much you bought it for. Auto, yeah. I got audited by the IRS. And so my dad didn't help me. 
<laughs> and he was so like, Brian, are you like so stupid? Like this is, and I was like, sorry, no one taught me this. Anyway, I have to because Brian, my Brian, is like smart smarter than me unfortunately <laughs> i hate to admit it but like if we're talking about raw numbers iq mm-hmm. sure he's very okay smart. i mean emotional eq mm-hmm. i think i've got him by a country mail mm-hmm. iq now that is another story and i just need to use my eq which i um, frankly don't really know what it is but i need to use that to manipulate him to somehow get really into the stock market cuz if he got into it i think that he, i feel He'd like be he good at it really i feel like i feel like he would be really good but at he, it if he he spends all his time playing like games like board games and he'd be like this is like the bit the biggest game of all you need to yeah sort of incentivize something i whenever i've done it i'm i'm still so mad that i sold like i bought apple stock like at the right time, but then I sold it way too early. And same with Netflix. Oh, that's rough. I could have made so much more money. Oh, well, you know, oh, the past well. is the past. Uh, yeah. All right. My best. Okay. So here, so I want a second opinion on this from, is anyone that's listening? I actually think there is at least one person listening who's from New Orleans. Cause I think Shane, if you're listening, my friend Shane from high school, I think listens to this podcast and he's from New Orleans. Uh, Goop put out a New Orleans, a, a comprehensive New Orleans Goop guide, gift uh, travel guide. Yeah, I read it. It seemed to me, and again, I have not been to New Orleans in maybe 20 years almost. I don't know. It seemed to me like a very good guide. And there were lots of places, things, food, drinks, even the jazz music. And I'm not a fan of jazz usually, but in, but New, in Orleans, New Orleans, everybody you got to, yeah. it's like fun. It's so like my, being in Disneyland. Totally. Uh, my, my first impulse, cause this woman that wrote it, her name is Alexa Pulitzer. And she's like, I mean, not to be I, like, I, I clocked that as well. Yeah. I don't know if she's related to like the Pulitzer prize people or Lily Pulitzer, the designer, but she's this, let's say over the hill white woman with like, cat eye glasses it's just like not the person that i necessarily want to get like new orleans recommendations from i don't know i kind of feel like any weirdo is good and i kind of like this list that's the thing the list itself i'm like okay like i also liked it because before you even started it had like a whole like reading and watching list which i was like this is good that's what i would want i want someone to be like watch these documentaries read these like books and articles before you even go and then go to these places. That's I feel like that's good. And newer and I love 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 the show Trimé, which You do? Oh my god. Okay. So I of course the wire's great, you know, everyone loves the wire. So Trimé was David Simon's like follow-up to the wire that I guess was like sort of a flop. It lasted for I don't know, 3 or 4 seasons. I've uh, seen I think I kind of watched the first ep- the first season of it. And it is so it's like the wire. I mean, it's it's similar in the sense that it's sort of this kaleidoscopic version of the city, and you get to learn all these different, you know, aspects like the political class, you know, the working class, like current events, blah blah blah. Um, but then music and food is such a big part of the show, just like it is in New Orleans. So every episode basically ends with like a fifteen-minute like jazz solo. Yeah. Or like 
it'll be like Anthony Bourdain or like David Chang is like the guest starring as themselves. And it's like, it sounds horrible if you just, if I'm describing it to you, but when I'm actually watching it, it was just so comforting. And like, it just, I've never watched a show where I so wanted to like immediately go to that place where the show was. I love that show so much. I, okay. I liked it. I was surprised that it's like not very popular. It's not very well regarded. It really, and you know, it started the careers of like um, Hong Chow. I think that was like her first big part was uh, Treme. There's a lot of like people who came up through that show. And I, I did like it. Um, it was definitely one of those shows that I kind of just watched because I used to be like a like a babysitter and I would have a regular because I was this was like right after college and I had this like regular like I was always babysitting on like the big whatever HBO night so that was when I watched Big Love and Treme because they Mm. had HBO so as soon as I like stopped doing it I didn't I like I didn't see any of it that wasn't on when you were babysitting and I liked Big Love too I like Big Love too I like them both I thought I think I kind of like Treme more than Big Love yeah, I don't. I just. I. I. I don't think Treme. The Wire. I think is like a like masterpiece. Sure, but I guess it just from a TV watching perspective of like I'm just gonna sit back and relax and be comforted. I will take Treme over the Wire any night of the week. Um, and then Brian now once is had us start watching. I didn't have us start. He started watching, and I was with him. The and wants me to watch it. The um. The plot against America, which is David oh, Simmons' other show. I it's watched that. It was pretty Bullet good. Broth. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Uh, I read the book a long time ago. The book was good too. Yeah, Brian just finished it, which is why he wanted to watch the show. Um, oh, the other thing I like about this list is it has uh for the eat it has like upscale and more affordable places, which again, this being in Goop, I don't. I'm still the the more affordable places. I think are probably still a little like. I don't know. I mean, I saw that it had well, it has like Galatoires and Cormiers on there, which are kind of more like they. I don't know how cheap they are, but they're they're not like they're kind of like every tourist guy will have those. Yeah, it's like the big touristy places. And the Wait, same with that yeah. beignet place. Oh yeah, Cafe du Monde. That was on there. The one, and, the like super hipster. Um, turkey and the wolf it's like the one that like bon appetit said was the best restaurant in the country and they're just doing like sandwiches yeah i'm turkey sure i'm and sure it's good great i've Is been it, there oh you went there it, okay i yeah turkey and the wolf was i really liked it okay it looks um, like hypey but I'm sure it's tasty. I don't think it is. I think that after I think that people got pissed about it because they thought like sandwiches weren't like enough mm. but I don't know I thought they have like a great cocktail list like yeah, yeah program or whatever and yeah like i guess they're not doing like you know they're doing sandwiches but they're really good and it's like a really fun like cool like new orleansy place like it That's feels very chill in there and totally. i don't know i liked it and like this um, place this list also has like has like a mexican place a middle eastern place that middle um, eastern place i can't remember what it's called but i that's like my number one place to go to next time we're in new orleans because that's like everybody's like going crazy they're like you wouldn't believe that like the best middle eastern is in new orleans but like we like people like love it 
And that makes me think that like this lady really does know what she's talking about. Cause like, if she's a real local, like, of course she is, she is, she's not going to eat just like Creole food every night of the week. Right. So it seems like, Oh, that's what people in new Orleans actually eat is like, just like, like anywhere else, you're just going to eat like a variety of different things. Yeah. Um, I also thought there was this N7 was on there that I've been to that was N7 and Bacchanal are the two places on her list that like last time we were there I was like oh we have to go to these places Mm. and they were both great especially Bacchanal the the wine bar is it's like a dream come true like you would it's amazing you walk in and there's like, there are two stories and you kind of just like talk to them. It's so casual. So New Orleans-y. So whatever you like, it's this like little like house and you walk in and you go and you like pick your wine and they have this like cheese fridge and you can like pick your cheeses and they make you a little cheese plate. And then you go outside to the back and it's just like this big sprawling, like New Orleans, like backyard with like fairy lights and like gravel but it's not it's like it's like shitty you know it's like the chairs are kind of like fucked up like it's like you know what I mean it's like it's not it's not well manicured and it's just like there's like it just feels like you're at a party but not an overwhelming party like a chill party Sounds so fun. And it isn't like, I feel like in New Orleans, I mean, again, it's been so long since, since I've been there, but like so many things are just in like a house. Like that's sort of what the architecture is in a lot of neighborhoods, right? Everything's yeah, just sort I of like, so. I don't know. Well, especially now, cause like everything is getting like, unfortunately like gentrified and like these neighborhoods. Yeah. 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 I think that's like kind of what it is. Sure. That sounds great. God, I would love, I mean, wine bars. I mean, I like wine bars, but in LA it's always, everything is so crowded everything is like so expensive obviously and like so intense and I don't need to have like these like I feel like the food at wine bars is never because if I'm gonna go out to a meal I want to like actually eat a lot of food and like I feel I don't know a wine bar I'm just it's either just a cheese plate or some appetizer that I'm not gonna be and then I like yeah I mean like it's not that different there there but it's it's like cool it's like yeah Oh, also the other thing is like, I was just shit talking natural wine, but I think it is like mostly natural. I'm sure. I mean, everywhere is. Cause like, if you opened a wine bar and you were like, oh, here's like whatever, like Coppola or like, yeah, uh, the like Santa Margarita, whatever, (laughs) you know, Grigio people would just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I know. Except for that's like all I want, but (laughs) it's all anybody wants. Yeah. That's honestly probably make a fucking million dollars. If you were like, yeah, I'm opening a wine bar, we have normal ass mm-hmm. fucking wine, and it's just for like basic people. Well, I guess that's what the the like Gelson's wine counter is. There you go. Or I think even there's a Ralph's or something. Or what is has... like what is Wally's? Is that a wine bar? In Beverly Hills, yeah. I think that might be I mean, I think it's like expensive, but I think yeah. it's not like it's not like natural. Oh, I'm sure in Beverly Hills it would be like because it's like the people just want like, you know, whispering angel or whatever. So yeah. And so, guess what? People love it. And they have one in Vegas. Oh, wow. I wish, um, I wish Costco had a little serving license. I know it's something to go with your, uh, hot dog, dollar fifty hot dog. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> anyway. Um, all right. What was your worst? Okay. My worst was, the narcissist breakup article 
I, honestly, my eyes glazed over when I started reading it and I said, you know what? I think Agnes is going to probably read this and talk about it. So you, I will refrain myself. You did it. Um, you were right. <laughs> I, at first I was like, I had this like total like roller coaster of emotions where like, at first I was like, oh God, this like narcissist shit is so stupid. And then I was like, wait, but this is going to be like juicy and good. And then I was like, oh no, this is actually really bad because we were just talking about these like therapy buzzwords that people overuse and narcissist is probably number one. Like if you want to absolve yourself of any responsibility for anything that happened bad in a relationship that you were in with anyone, but especially like your ex or your parents. um, And just like, you know, build someone up to be more of a monster than they even really are. Then you call them a narcissist and then everyone is like, oh my God, it was a narcissist. N- n- like, n- first of all, we don't even really know what a true narcissist is. We know what it means. Like colloquially, we know what we mean when we say we mean a selfish asshole and yeah. maybe someone who like really hurt our feelings in a relationship and maybe even someone who did something super fucked up, but we don't actually know like in clinical terms, like what that even means as like a personality disorder. Um, and that's fine. Like you can say that you hate someone, someone's an asshole, someone hurt your feelings, someone blah, blah, blah. But the idea that like everybody in their life has encountered several narcissists and also like the number one defining thing of any narcissist is they prey on like the best purest souls who are so kind because they want to take you down because you're so great like this is a lie that you're telling yourself and like stop like i'm sure that there are people out there who've been the victims of true narcissists but I just wonder, and I've been fucked. I've been fucked over really bad. Like I've been hurt. I've been like every bad thing in relationships happen. Like I've had a lot of bad stuff. Like I get it. I understand the pain. I'm not saying that it's not very painful, but like, come on. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's like, cause you, you can have, you can be with an asshole, but it's that sort of pathologizing and like diagnosing someone, uh, which again, like you said, there are people that really probably have this disorder, but then it sort of absolves. It makes you into like the perfect victim. Cause yes, of course they're going to prey on the weak. They're going to prey on the helpless. And, and like, um, why would you want to be that? Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's so, yeah, I'm like, not, but then I was like, okay, maybe this article at least will be like fine. It'll be juicy. It'll be like, Oh, this guy did this to me. And I want to hear all the dirt about the drama. Why is this guy such a narcissist? none of it. Nope. Nothing. It's just like, just know that this happened to you because you're amazing and you're going to be fine. And just like you, you know, be strong and like, whatever, that was it. It was nothing like that. I want to hear the stories. Who's the narcissist? What did he do? Did he cheat? Who did he cheat with? How did you find out? What did you do? Like, I want to feel that anger with you. I want to go on this journey with you. And so what did this article say? Was there like tips on like how to not attract a narcissist? Or I think a lot of these people sort of secretly just want to be in a series of relationships with people that they consider narcissists. So they can perpetually be a victim. Oh, the, no, it was basically like, oh, like don't blame yourself for like ignoring the red flags. Mm. And but don't think that everybody is like 
a red flag. Like, don't think everyone has red flags now because you ignored those red flags, which I guess is good advice. Like, you know, you have to learn to trust people again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, know that this happened to you because you're like so special and like innocent and an angel and just like, you know, you'll be fine and like get back on Tinder and whatever. Right. Right. Which is what most of these people will do. Cause like, there are a lot of people walking around saying that they were like victims of narcissistic abuse who are like, you know, got over it in six months and like moved on to like a happy sec- another relationship. So like, that just seems like a normal breakup to me. You know, something yeah. happened that made you, ups- I don't know. Am I being too harsh? I don't think. No, so. I mean, I think like there's varying degrees of, of bad relationships and varying degrees of abuse, but I, I, I agree with you that it's similar to like the term gaslighting and whatever, like we're just overusing all of these pseudo psychological terms to talk about the people that we don't like and make it into i don't know some sort of pathology and it goes in i mean your therapist like i've had therapists say this to me yeah that's their bread and butter my therapist has called people like that i've barely known who i've had like bad interactions with my not my therapist now my old therapist has called she was like but it was a good way to think about it honestly but she was like, this person isn't just a narcissist. They're a malignant narcissist. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. And she was like, that means that you have to have absolutely zero contact with them. You need to get it excised out. You need but to you know through. what? That was a person that I needed to have no contact with. It was like not a good relationship. It was not a friend to me. Okay. And deciding to be like absolutely zero contact, zero interaction, zero anything was a thousand percent the best thing I could have done. Oh, so it's this good was many years ago. But it, I don't think that they are really a malignant narcissist. I just think that they were a fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, tell you off air who it was. But oh yeah, let me know. know. I see. I feel like I. I mean, maybe I'm just tooting my own horn. I feel like I have a really good judge of character, like almost immediately. Really, I I take that as like a personal compliment. Oh sure, you should. I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm the narcissist because I mean, no. Uh, no, I, I really do feel like I trust my instincts when I meet a new person and I can just tell immediately whether I want to be around them or not. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's normal. It's just like, do you like them? Yeah. 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 And it's like, not everyone's for everyone. Um, that's part of it too. I've definitely been like seduced by some people who have, um, I don't mean like sexually seduced. I mean like friendship wise seduced, like by people who have like kind of overbearing who kind of like I mean see I don't know a way to talk about this without using the sort of like therapy speak but I guess it would be like the love bombing or like but I don't mean to I don't know another way to put but put in it, a friend like, no I know what you mean people who want to sort of who are like super intense and like we have this great friendship and then you feel like you're getting like treated poorly in the relationship yeah. and again have to end it another friendship that I ended I get um, weirded out when when I meet someone and they're too aggressive and they want to be my friend too much I I mean I don't know what that says about me I mean that's it, a good I think that's like a good healthy instinct Yeah it's like it stresses me out and I don't um uh, respond well to it it's probably because like your parents like loved you and you were raised in a two-parent home i think yeah maybe and it's honestly like this hasn't i also like don't really meet that many new people um nowadays so like this hasn't happened 
in a while but yeah i mean all, everything that ever happened to me happened in my 20s since yeah. then it's just been like yeah. i mean literally it's like oh we went to ralph's i had a taco <laughs> you know yeah. maybe i went to the movies and it's better it's much better absolutely it's like so much calmer yeah. um all right. Well, I was I was going to talk. May I'll talk briefly about this other article that I thought was sort of bad. Uh, what makes for a good life? Which this was my saddest. It's yeah. These Robert Waldinger and Mark Schultz. Is Mark Schultz one of the? Wait, is this? Is he a tool? Is he a tool? No. I think I there's remember. another Schultz who. There's another. Okay. So like the premise of this is fine. They're just there's a study where they interviewed a bunch of elderly people and they found. I mean hello, obvious. The people that were happiest are people that still like interact with other people a lot who have like a healthy relationship who are partnered up who like do social things. And it's like, yep, that seems like pretty much what I would expect. But then he, they make you do this like worksheet thing of like naming the 10 closest people in your lives. And it just got to be like, what you're just, this is just like, you're trying to sell this fucking book with zero. Like there's nothing new here. Well, this was my saddest because the only person who would like get this book and read it and do it is someone who is sad. Like, oh, that's true. You know, like no one happy is going to be like, oh, how can I be happy? Because you are happy. Um, and I just the idea of someone like sitting down and like working out a worksheet of like, who are my friends and like who, you know, whatever. Um it just like depressed me and it feels kind of, it also reading it, it felt sort of like that uh, self-help stuff that we're like so scared of where they're kind of creating problems and like methods to just having like a normal life that gets people like really wrapped up in their heads. Like, oh, I have to do, I have to make this list and I have to mm -hmm. like assess this and I have to do that, which is so unnatural. Like, like you were saying earlier, you're naturally going to be attracted to people who you like and hopefully who like you back. And when you spend time with those people, it makes you happy. And if you don't yeah. know enough of those people, then you need to do some stuff to meet some new people. And that can yeah. be hard and scary. It's hard. But it's very hard, especially if you're like not in your twenties. And like, I mean, it it is hard, but I, I do think if you're in a big city, obviously you're, there's not like, I mean, if maybe there is like dating apps and stuff for friends, which I think is like crazy, but like, just what are you interested in and do the thing that you're interested in and like, won't naturally you'll meet other people that are, am I just being hopelessly naive? Like if you're, if you love museums or rock climbing or whatever, like probably rock hiking. climbing more than museums, but yeah, like, I feel like they're, I mean, but I don't really know. I just like, I'm sure they're like museum, like clubs, clubs. or whatever yeah, classes. I mean, there has to be there. exactly a class. I mean, I, like, you know, started playing tennis a year and a half ago. And, you know, none of these people are like my intimate close friends. But like today after I played, uh, me and one other guy just got coffee afterwards. And it is like he is like a new friend. It sounds silly to say, but like, yeah, he's a new friend. And he's not yeah. someone I would have known outside of this context. But we found that like we do have other things in common besides tennis. And it's like, okay, like, cool. Like, and he's older than I am. So it's probably even harder for him to make friends. I don't know. Yeah. He probably was like really excited to have him. Yeah, he he actually not he didn't he didn't do like a love bombing thing, but he he did like ask me to go to coffee like three times before I could, so I felt bad. Well, that's um, good though. It's like persistence. Like yeah. keep asking. You yeah, know? but we had we had a great time. 
Um, and then actually, this is sort of from on the other end of the spectrum, uh, two, fr two friends of mine from college, from like my freshman year of college, because one of them dropped out of NYU after our freshman year. He Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, I'm not that old. He and um, he contacted me and my other friend on Instagram because my other friend is a big time um, wrestling professional wrestling announcer now. Oh, cool. Uh, and so me and this other friend who I, I've, you know, I've seen once or twice over the years, but not often, we're going to go drive to P Pomona next week to see my friend do wrestling announcing cool. <laughs> at, at like a profession. And I'm like, Oh, like, that's so cool that he just sort of contacted us out of the blue and like made this plan. I'm like, Oh, that's, and then like this article says, it's a friend that there can be years where we don't talk, but if the three of us are in the same room together, we're instantly back to like freshman year, just being fucking teenage idiots. <laughs> that's so, so cute. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, like you can, yeah. Dip your toe back into your friend pool of yesteryear and see what pops up for you. Cause maybe you'll get a friend that way, but whatever, like there are always opportunities to meet new people. I mean, it's good to know that that's what contributes to happiness, I guess. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's just, it's, you don't need it. You know, you don't need this book. And you don't need to make a list. And it is, it is sad to think, cause I, I always think of like people that are relatively solitary or that don't have too many friends. They are more like introverted and it's probably more like their choice, but it is really sad to think that there are people that like want to be really social and want to have tons of friends and don't. Uh, yeah, I think ugh. there are people, a lot of I'm people sure, like that, no. unfortunately. I, was, I mean, I think we sort of live in this fantasy world where, like, everybody is doing exactly what they want. No, and no one I is don't doing exactly what they really want. Are. I was watching, sorry, like, this is a tangent, but I'm, I, like, got super into the new season of American Idol. I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. I am, it's literally, far, first of all, it's, like, four hours a week. It's such a long time commitment. But there was this one guy, and he didn't make it through to the top 24, and I think he has, like, Asperger's or autism or something. Mm. But um he and he looks like I mean he looks like someone with autism. And what does that mean? Well, god, am I going to Okay, you don't have to answer that. You don't. Yes, let's that. say okay, he has like a long parted in the middle blonde hair, like Garth from he looks like Garth from Wayne's World. Okay. He looks like Garth from Wayne's World. Okay, that's okay. it. That's, I don't need, um but he plays the keyboard and he has a really nice voice and he obviously like, loves being a performer. Um, and he had, he had a good voice, but he didn't have a great voice. So like, they didn't, they put him through a couple of rounds, but then they, they finally cut him. But after, even after he got cut, they have those like interviews and he was in tears saying, how old was he? Like in his twenties. Okay. And he was like, I am so happy that finally people are seeing me for who I am rather than like who they think I am. And it was like, okay. it was so heartbreaking because I feel like most of us, we can sort of like present how we want to present in the world. You know what I mean? Like for the most part. I mean, we do our best. We do our best. Yeah. But like, I feel like most people have the sort of skills to, to sort of act like you want to be seen in the world to, to some, I'm not saying perfect, but, but I think he, it really, his sort of external presentation was so 180 degrees different from how he thought of himself and it was so frustrating for him and so like this experience was just like really moving 
as a viewer sitting on my couch crying. You were crying? Well, I was I cried like so you don't understand American. I mean, it is wall. I, oh, I understand. The American editors Idol. are so <laughs> manipulative. It is I it is crazy. Every fucking story is so insane. All of these people are so likable. You're like, everyone's like, oh, they have a baby or their dad died. Or like, it's like literally wall to wall tragedy. And then they open their mouths and they have the most beautiful voices. And you're just like, I mean, I, it's great. I don't know why I stopped watching it however many years ago. Cause I don't it's know why so good. I stopped watching it. It's well, so all good. reality TV gives me a panic attack. This one, I mean, Katy Perry, obviously take her or leave her. Like she's literally so irritating, but the only, or sorry, go on. No, no, no. But I was just like, if you think if there, you have any memories back in the day of enjoying American Idol, I just implore you, give it a chance. Now, if you start now, you don't even have to, you can, cause they're on the top 24. So now it's going to be the regular performance episodes. Cause like the, I didn't even watch the auditions cause those are so boring. And then the Hollywood week lasted like five years. I literally, John laughed at me cause he like, I was on the couch and he recorded an entire like two and a half hour podcast. And then he came back and I was, I was like, I think this is the same episode. I have no idea. Yeah, they're long. They're so I, they long. used to be long episodes. Yeah. They're two hours. And then with I don't pay for the Hulu without commercials. So it's like so many commercials. So it's like literally all day it takes to watch an episode. But The Bachelor, I used to watch The Bachelor, and that was really long too. Uh, they would have um, like two hour ones. But oh now, God. like reality TV for me, it has to be like really, really really trashy for mm. me to watch it it has to be like super overproduced the people on it need to be like i'm sorry like barely functioning <laughs> like barely able to speak <laughs> they need to be like propped up by these producers and i just need to frankly have like if there's a i don't if i have a shred of like empathy for a person on a reality show i i freak out and can't watch it wow. and the bar is low for the for the empathy you know it's like it yeah. has to be the we're talking TLC. I'm not watching Real Housewives. I'm not watching. Um, uh, are you watching? You're not watching Bachelor, Bachelor or Love Island or anything. No Love Island. What are I you watching? Just like make it through Milf Manor, and I only made it through like two episodes of that. What? Wait. What? What is an example of a show that you're watching? I don't even think that I know these. Well, shows. I don't watch. I actually have. I haven't even been watching this either, but. I did last season. I got pretty into Sister Wives. Oh yeah, that because that was the big season where um they got like I had forgotten about that show, and then one of the wives like divorced the guy. Yeah, I only I think I watched like the first couple seasons, but I definitely kept abreast of this news, even though I actually haven't watched the show. But it's it's fascinating. Fascinating. But you have you have empathy for them, right? Those women or no? Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, a little. I mean, you know, they're human beings. Yeah. If I like was literally watching them being like cut with a knife, I would have that. Ugh, you know, <laughs> or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> you know. But well, then I guess I I shouldn't recommend American Idol to you because it, you all you will have is empathy and just root and and feel devastated when these people are cut because you know that they're going back to their horrendous I, is there is the teen pregnancy i'm sorry to be a conservative is there like a teen pregnancy epidemic now because literally all of these people are like 21 and they have like several kids i think that's just the culture of the 
you know the middle of the country and the southeast one guy is 19 and his girlfriend is like god knows how old and he's the stepfather of like three like teenagers and then he just got also his wife pregnant so he's gonna be but he's literally like 19. I can't even, I mean, I guess if you do that, but the thing is that these people are never going gonna to stop having kids for as long as they're like able to. Um, I mean, also, I mean, maybe it is because of the lack of abortion in our country now. I'm well, sure that's yeah, part of it. So. obviously that's part of it and just whatever. But like, if you have a kid when you're 19, you know, you can be done by the time you're 40. That's true. Then you just, then you go to Palm Springs. Then you go to Palm Springs. So I don't know. Uh, it's like I want to have a baby but I'm always like distracted by how pleasurable life is as a child-free adult like it's so nice yeah I mean but then I like I want I have the maternal instinct but I'm like like I couldn't be doing a podcast and drinking a glass of wine right now (laughs) that's tough because I I don't really have a paternal instinct um and it so it makes it a little less complicated for me except if I'm thinking long term I am like oh like, am you I going to just die like, alone? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like, that's the problem. But I'm like, I better uh, stay on my niece and nephew's good side. But that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, it's not worth it to have kids for that reason. Cause like, no. they could just hate you. Yeah, exactly. And then you uh, like, you know, wasted all that time. Right. And money. And yeah. So it's like and that. Yeah. So like you said, that's really not a good reason to have kids, but they probably won't. I mean, most people don't hate their parents. Yeah. Most people, I um, mean, most people have complicated feelings, but not, but really. I have, I guess I'm just like so selfish in the sense of like, I treasure my free time and like the flexibility in my life so much. I love it. It's like, uh, God, it's like permanent fucking vacation, permanent, permanent adolescence, Being an adult and like not having to go to school and like having like a little bit of income is heaven. It is. It is. And uh, especially if you live in Sherman Oaks. Oh, sure. Or Atwater. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Atwater is, um, it's really coming up in the world. <laughs> oh well uh oh wait one more quick worst i have to make this addition just because we cannot let this go unsaid oh fuck it, uh, jen oh here it is jen gunter officially got engaged slash got married who yeah. knows it's so confusing in her as, mind in her mind in her mind um it's very scary. So her tweet is, so Dr. Jenna Jason and I made things official, which for us means we want people to know in our heads and our hearts that we are married and we'll get the paperwork later. So yeah. obviously she can't legally marry someone who doesn't exist. So it's uh, something weird is going on with it. Okay. At the very least, can the naysayers now just admit that there's something weird going on because nobody does that. I think there, right? yeah, there's lots of people that like, well, there's lots of people I that like have get a feeling married. that we're either going to get and I am delusional or I am, or I was gaslit by a narcissist from Jen Gunter very soon oh, or what I actually believe I am a gaslighting narcissist and I'm like made him up. So there also is also possible. I have to be to play devil's advocate and to be fair and balanced there is a picture of her with what looks to be another human being next to her both clinking a champagne glass but there's no she's not wearing the ring in that picture oh my god oh but that's her right hand we're just seeing her right hand interesting isn't it 
So she's not showing the ring. Not showing it. When she is with this person. And I'm sorry, when have you met a recently engaged woman who wasn't always holding up her left hand to do anything? When? No. And especially especially someone engagement fucking cheers. You're not going to hold the champagne in that hand. And someone as malignantly narcissist, malignantly, malignantly narcissistic as Jen Gunter. Of course she would. I mean, I'm just, I mean, we're just saying, so we're just saying, and it is. very. And obviously when we accuse her of being a malignant narcissist or whatever else I called her, we're making a joke because we were just talking about that therapy speak. Yes. We are not actually saying that about her because we don't know and we would never make a genuine accusation. Like that. It's interesting. Her husband, her, the story about it is her husband is so smart and knows exactly what he wants that he got on match.com and he was, he's so good at this that the first date that he went on on match was with Jen Gunter and he knew exactly what he wanted and he literally made that match.com account and then he immediately could delete it because he met the love of his life. Good for him. I mean, yeah, so I, because like the, I mean, the as someone who got married and did not want a wedding, did not want any of the bells and whistles really, did not want, I, you know, we just wanted to like do it and do it for us and, you know, celebrate with friends, but like, the you paperwork. Had a party we had a little party. Yeah, we had kind a little a party. Wedding. No, we had a party. Yeah, um, but the 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 paperwork aspect of it was the easiest thing to do. Like that's what getting married is. Is the legal? That's all it is. That's what it is. So like, if you're going, no, you don't you're... just say. And I'm sorry, but like, there's a huge difference. There's like a psychological difference. There is a difference between being like we're committed and like we did this. There's a difference. But yeah, why why have the ring? Why make an because we all know if we follow her on Twitter, we all know that she has this man, quote unquote, man in her life. I yeah, I don't understand it because it's not an engagement. It's it I'm, honestly. Sorry to bring this back hmm. to Succession, but I don't know if you remember when the oldest son Connor is like, I have with his girlfriend, and he's like, I have an announcement to make we've willa and i have decided to take the next step and everyone's like are you engaged and he's like no we're just we're taking the next step (laughs) and it like doesn't mean anything but he just wants it to it's like if you're gonna just pretend that you're married just say like oh we got married and just if you didn't actually do the paperwork no one care no one's gonna well i we probably would have looked for it um because that stuff is a matter of public record Mm -hmm. unless you have a confidential wedding um in california um but we would have looked that we would have looked for that, but it, you but there, can just lie. Just there has lie to be another reason. Married. If yeah, you're yeah. emotionally married, then just say we're married. And if you're not married, then just don't say anything. Or if you're engaged, say that. But she said something else in, entirely. I would just say you're got engaged. It just are they engaged? Is it an engagement? It, I mean, I guess because it, it says in our heads and our hearts, we're married and we'll get to the paperwork later, inferring that they will get legally married at some point so why can't she say that means got engaged. engaged it's so weird it's because there's something deeply deeply wrong with these people i mean this relationship is so fucked up and if this guy is real if it, this is not a hell he's lying i'm telling you there's something fucked up going on with this guy because 
this shit. Why I'm does like, he need to be so anonymous? Why I'm does anonymous. He... Don't post my picture. My thing is adjacent. No, no, no. Trust me. I love you. I love you. No, well, let's get married, but don't worry. We don't need paperwork to get married. There is something so wrong with this. And also, does that mean, uh, do they live together permanently? Does he have another address? Who knows? Does he have multiple addresses? Does he and have she is five? the easiest person to do this to because much like Donald Trump, she's such a narcissist <laughs> mm. that like if you flatter her, she will fall in love with you. Like that's all you need to do is be like, oh my God, Dr. Jen, you're so smart. You're so like, it's so easy to get on. Oh I mean, God. I think that might be what I'm like, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but like, because this because she's been a public person for years and if someone i mean you know she makes a good living she has a nice house in marin county if you were a little you know a dr john type a who didn't, who? John? A, you know not dr john dr death what is his name doctor who's the guy dirty john that's what i meant a dirty john dirty yeah, john dirty dr. dr john famed new orleans pianist oh i dr. would go john. straight for jen yeah Cause you're like, I would oh, go this straight is for such an easy mark. I would mark. book a one-way ticket to Marin County. I would fucking start walking around Whole Foods and you know the fucking like science center yeah. and just going to her wait. book signing. And I would get right on Tinder and I would be like looking for a woman who's this age, which also like I'm sorry, but like that's another. <laughs> yeah. And I know exactly what I want. Oh yeah, I'm not like other men. I want exactly what you are i want a woman who's like 53 single a gynecologist <laughs> big like on twitter like goes you know that's what i want and he would I have his like ukraine vote he would have his ukraine flag his like i'm still with her like, yeah yeah exactly um I loves want, like, a, npr a at the new york times voter yeah. or, like whatever <laughs> and like <laughs> and that's it and like because yeah oh my god it would be so easy but what is his, I mean, she, she has some money. What, but what is his end game? Do you think if he is real, if he is real, I think that his, end, see, cause that house, sorry, that she has a fucking amazing house. If she did one good thing in her life, she bought real estate in Marin County in the nineties. And now that house is worth a lot of money. It's really nice. I would do it for the house. I'm just saying. But then I think he would actually put a for real ring on it. Yeah. I think, see, I think that he does want to get there eventually with her. But I think if he's real, I think he's got loose ends that he needs to tie up. Mm. And by loose ends, I mean. Another family. Another, yes. And another legal marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't wish ill upon anyone. Well, I would be. I mean, what a great turn of events this would be if this thing blows up in her face. And then it could be like Dr. John season three, Dr. John. Dr. And it would be so good. Dirty John. We both made that mistake. Oh, Dirty John. Dirty John. Because they Dr. did the Jen. Dirty John season two was yeah. about like a completely unrelated thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was this about is. Betty Broderick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh my God. Well, we'll keep you posted. This is. This is something. Because this development, yeah. It's so weird. It's a really sick turn of events. Oh, speaking of other conspiracy, I just have another quick one. Do you think that Gwyneth and Brad are breaking up? Oh, I... And there are Easter eggs in the the newsletter. Oh. like clues in the newsletter. (gasps) Wait, because it's the narcissist article. We have the narcissist. How to deal after breaking up with a narcissist. 
And then we have another one that's like the lip blo- My thing I would, I'll spill the beans right now. Mm. I don't give a shit. My thing I would either buy or try is like one of their lip balms. They're like, our lip balms are now single, which is a crazy way to put that. What does that even mean? I don't even know what it means. I, I, it might mean that you used to have to buy them in a three pack because they did come. They do also come in like a three pack. Oh, I bought my, oh no, but I bought mine as a part of one of like Gwyneth's little baskets that you get like a few different things in. So yeah, maybe. Our lip balms are officially single. This With is. No new explanation, nothing, no explanation about it. And I don't even think that you always had to buy this in a. No, because I remember you would get one. It was $20. It's still $20. Yeah, you could always. Goop Jeans Clean Nourishing Lip Balm. This. I mean, I mean, and I'm not saying yes. I'm just saying it's weird, right? It is. I mean, she's always been a very into like, it's not like, well, I mean, you, she made, well, when's the last time you, we saw a boyfriend breakfast post? It's been a while. Yeah. And like, was he even in park Utah? I don't. Yeah. You'd think that you would have seen him in the courtroom. I didn't see him in the courtroom. There was no sort of like kiss and embrace after the verdict. We haven't really, I mean, the last thing we, we know that they went to Paris like last fall for a vacation, but since then we haven't really heard much. Look, all I'll say is this, if it's the end, then more power to. Oh, please. I would, I mean, she deserves. She deserves better. so, so much better. I mean, maybe she'll, I honestly liked her with Chris to like, he maybe seems... they'll get, wouldn't that be so cute? Oh, the last post is March 1st. Happy birthday. Well, you have to say that. He won't see this as he's not on social. Another reason why he's so cool, but let's all wish him a happy birthday anyway. Heart. And the very next day, a much sweeter picture of herself with Chris. Hmm. for his hmm. birthday and then i don't know don't forget the day after that the picture of her with uh tracy anderson for her birthday three birthdays in a row very interesting well for her. yeah this is um wait had you read anything about this like easter eggs or this is your theory that you my personal theory. okay i think it's a good theory well, I saw the narcissist thing. And then when it saw the lip balms are officially single, I was like, this is a lot of single yeah. stuff for an article. Another, maybe their experience in Utah was like a, an awakening of like, I can do this on my own. Anyway, yeah, I'm just reading her latest post to Moses. There's not really, a, I was wondering if was there like, you look just like, you know, your dad or something. No, not <laughs> really. <laughs> um, last weeks of March storms. How about this? This is her post from today, four hours ago, last weeks of March storms of varying kinds. <gasps> well, I mean, that could be a the trial beautiful place to lay my head, cold therapy of the most natural kind and a whiskey discovery. It's a little slideshow. Oh, she's at some sort of cabin in the snow. Whiskey. No. No Brad. And and whiskey. I feel like Brad is like a total teetotaler. She's locked herself. Yes. 
Wasn't she gone fully no alcohol, paleo, everything? That's what she yeah, locked herself in a cabin in the snow and is drinking whiskey. And she's writing storms of various kinds. Mm, all right. Well, I think we're onto something or you're onto something. I don't know. Um, we'll have to just see. Or if any of you have little boots on the ground, of course, please let us know as always. Please, of course, always open. And we get a lot of information that we don't share when people ask us not to. So we won't share everything. No, no, no. Yeah, we do know more than we say, but none of it is like, (laughs) none of it will like blow your mind, but it's some of it's kind of funny. (laughs) Um, All right. What was, oh, so your saddest was the poor friendship. Oh yeah. I'm all over the place. My saddest was that my buy was the breakup lip gloss. Um, my, I have a craziest was her Gwyneth's eye cream party. Wait, Did I you didn't see, even see that, but I would love to go to Gwyneth's eye cream. This was on the newsletter, the Tuesday newsletter. Oh, yeah. So this is a party that she supposedly had March 15th, which I think is before, it must've been before she went to Utah. Almost a month ago. And so it says, if some of the entrepreneurs gathered around the long tables at Gwyneth's dinner for Goop's new eye cream had a few dark circles under their eyes, they had come by them honestly. It was March 15th, and many had spent the weekend scrambling for the future of their businesses after the unraveling of Silicon Valley Bank. So it's all Silicon these, like, Valley Bank was another fun one. That was, I, it is so funny to me. Sorry, as like a former neolib centrist garbage person who like wa- listened to um, Pod Save America. Yeah. They, because they're like big, um, sponsor for their podcast was cash app which we all know what happened to that guy oh brian my god and you have really <laughs> and then their their whole business account was with silicon valley bank <laughs> and they got bailed out but uh well, as they should i mean they should right like isn't that the whole point of the fdic I well don't no really but this person really this bank was doing like shady like they were I don't, don't quote me on this because I obviously know nothing about what I, from what I speak, but they were like not a normal bank. Like they were doing, they were like doing something weird, which is but why they also like, but shouldn't the bank still like, shouldn't, aren't you supposed to still get your money back though? If they go, you're supposed to, well, they were, they were not insured in the normal way. And so like, I think supposedly you're supposed to be insured for, I don't know if you have like $200,000 or less in your bank, you get a hundred percent again. This is paraphrasing. I don't know what I'm talking about. This is something I read. No, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but like I they got more than that. Like they the the government had to intercede in a different way than Why are these people so stupid? Like I don't, know. don't put in the bank more whatever who cares. Um so she had this <laughs> as as the world was burning as it's the fall of Rome, all these people are thinking they lost all their money. Gwyneth has this eye cream party. Um <laughs> guests from you know Rachel Zoe to Erica Chidi to um, Maria Shriver, who is debuting. This is sorry, the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Um, I guess because like Ariana Huffington is like not in this space anymore. Well, Maria she's Sh- really old. She's is she how? Yeah, I guess she is old. Maria Shriver's no spring. She's, ki- she's got to be at least in her eighties. <laughs> she's been right? around a while, so yeah, probably seventies at least. Uh, Maria Shriver is starting this thing called the Sunday paper, which is supposed to be like, I mean, it's basically like a Substack newsletter, but, um, the it's, it says journalism above the noise, inspiring you to move your life and humanity forward. It's like, it's this like Silicon Valley, like optimistic sort of 
It's like people are like, oh, the news is just bad news all the time. Why don't we hear some good news every once in a while? I hate that shit. Katy Perry did a tweet like that the other day. It was like, shouldn't 50% of the news be like good stories? But aren't there like, there are like Instagram accounts like that. Like, yeah, that's that like the, the good. News and I used for. to follow one of them because someone on my favorite murder said to, and I followed it. And it was just all these like dumb videos of like some like little girl and a dog or like, oh, like this fucking whatever. Like, and they were all just these mess up stories about like little kids like raising money for their own like cancer treatment it wasn't That's, actually good news no. and the stuff that was good was just pictures of like dogs and stuff and i was like fuck this like the news yeah the news isn't always good sorry yeah That's what the, the fuck you, what the fuck you live on planet earth bitch like you can't have good news all the time no yeah. put on a fucking tv show you know watch when harry met sally or something but like this maria shriver and also is like and also she started this thing called Mosh, co-founder of Mosh, a mission-driven brain health and well another wellness brand. Like, doesn't anyone have any creativity left in this world? And well, like I mean, everything's already been invented. We're yeah. at the, you know. And she's like in her 60s or 70s, she's a Kennedy. Like, just calm down. Like, be a rich lady. Just, just go like, home and chill. like fucking take a really nice bath and go swimming in your little pool, have a glass of wine, have some friends over, you know. Is she married? Is she remarried? I know she. I don't know if I think she. Yeah, I think she's single. I mean, go to your fucking or work on your like insane cousin's campaign and like be an anti-vaxxer. Oh yeah. Oh no, she's anti him. I think. Oh she. Oh that did did she come out? He's like the lone wolf of that. He's like the black sheep of the family. They're not Uh, anti-vaxxers. The rest of them. No, I don't. I think it's just him. Yeah. Um, but like. Really, we need a fucking another like newsletter, like news source, the Sunday paper by Maria Shriver. Like that's the last thing. I I mean, it's like so ridiculous. How many fucking news? It's like it's getting to the point. It's like I can't subscribe to any more shit, and I fucking won't. My I, inbox is so full. I can't. I don't. Everything yeah. misses me now. My my inbox, my Gmail inbox, is essentially unusable because I have yep. subscribed to so much shit. My, yeah, it's, it's insane. Mine, I, I have to like, just basically search terms for when yeah. I need to find, if I'm like expecting an email. That's yeah, me too. The, that's what that's I do too. I can do it. It's just search. Cause I know for, I'll never find it. I mean, it's, and I, I refuse to like unsubscribe from anything. Um, right it now I have, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't 30, matter. What I, I have so much shit. How many emails do you have in your inbox that you haven't read? How many? Yeah. Um, I have, I don't even know how to, how do I see, do I scroll? It's just through? like on your phone, doesn't it have like a number by your email app? That just oh, by like my a, email app? Like I a gigantic wrong, number. Let's see. On my email app, I have, now I have to scroll through and find this. <laughs> I Like what? literally, it doesn't say, I don't think it'll even tell me. I literally have, <laughs> I have like thousands, okay? Mine has 36,466. Okay, wait, I I don't even know. <laughs> I have important and unread. So an important, hang on. Sorry, this was supposed to be like a funny thing and I can't even get this. <laughs> oh, I have 300,000. 300,000. That's 10 yeah, times I what I have. I have 300,127 <laughs> unread emails. Amazing. Which is like, makes the whole, th- it's like, I, it's unusable. <laughs> you have to just start over at this point. I have to start over. And also it's like, it doesn't even say on my phone how many it's like, it's just blank. 
Wow. Uh, all right. You did it. Did you do a try and a buy? My buy is like a fancy white t-shirt. Ooh. Oh, like um. Quiet luxury. Nice. Okay, my try. Oh, this is a thing I did try because I was at my mom's house and she bought she bought like the Goop Glow Dark Spot Exfoliating Sleep Milk. Oh, that's I want to try that too. It. I mean, I don't. But you really don't have, have dark. Spots. I don't have dark spots. To and you me, also I, have to. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, but no, you no. also have to like use that over an extended. It might period. be. Yeah, it, it did feel a little harsh. I feel like all of the Goop Glow, like Gwyneth, is such a like exfoliating queen. Like it's it's very everything's very harsh with them, and so. That's I why think, I like it. Like I want to peel layers of skin yeah, on my face. I, because I don't really have dark spots. I don't think this was necessarily for me. Um, but it wasn't, I think we had a listener who like warned us off of it and said like she had to return it. It didn't seem that bad to me. So I don't know, but my mom seems to like it. I mean, I think that some people like it's better. I would, I think I would like it because I love every other, like I love the peels. I love yeah. the scrub. Like I love all the, I love everything from Goop Glow that line um I like need it my skin needs to be ripped off my face every day um and I have this dark spot that I got Praxel on but it's like kind of coming back like around the edges mm. so I don't know uh well I bet I mean I bet if you do have dark spots this probably works I think retinol is supposed to work for it too but I don't know yeah okay so and then what is the name of the thing you would buy the shirt I like didn't really pick one. Oh. I was just like, I want to get like a nice, like perfect shirt, but I wouldn't really buy any of these because they're, I don't understand. They don't seem that perfect to me, honestly. Yeah. They seem, they all seem like boxy, but I would get a nice, my favorite used to be James purse. Okay. I would get a nice James purse t-shirt. I don't even think I've felt in my hands what a $300 t-shirt feels well, like. Well, they're not $300, uh, but yeah, they're like, I don't know. Yeah. Some of these are not like one of them is $39. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure that one's nice. $40. I don't need a $300 t-shirt. That's crazy. Um, all right. This is, I actually did buy these oh. shoes and they can, I really highly recommend them. I'm sure I like, uh, it's that brand Hoka, which is like, know. um, it, they, they're sort of like brightly colored, walking shoes slash running shoes that have that like say hoka the oh, hok wow. really big on them and i think they're like they're like aesthetically like ugly but they're also sort of trendy i guess um there's a new <laughs> a match made in heaven a match made exactly uh and i saw some like kid this was when last week in san francisco some like very cool like either teenager or like early 20s kid come out like go out of a car and they ha and he had these hokas on and i was like oh he's cool i want to <laughs> look like him Good. so i bought and it's this it's a line called bondi eight that are supposedly like the softest walking shoes i got them in the mail the other day they literally feel like you're walking on clouds it's like bouncy it's so fun to walk in them and also, I mean, I'm already sort of tall, but like it adds an inch to you. Um, they're expensive. I mean, for me, they're expensive. They're, they were like, uh, I think they were like $165 for walking shoes, which is like, I, I, I think that's pretty expensive, but I think that's, that's like what I spent on. Okay. I usually for like regular everyday walking shoes, I usually do not spend that much money, but where these, do you get your shoes? Like I'll get like a, you know, Adidas or Asics or Nike How or New Balance. Pay? Like 60 bucks, 70 bucks. Okay. No, that's yeah. true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I know. Okay. 
Um, and I won't say what I did yesterday, but I will say the mm-hmm. there was a French wardrobe lady at the thing that I did yesterday who said I looked like a clown. And I took it as a compliment because <laughs> clowns. Did she mean it as a compliment? I don't know. Clowns are respected in France. She didn't. I don't. I she like. I didn't know her, so I don't think she would deliberately insult me. But I have no idea. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think she meant it in a good way. I because everyone else that I've seen since I got them comment on it because they're they're truly horrible looking. I mean, they are bright. Are they orange. very brightly colored? They're bright orange. They're, Do you like how they look? I love them. I. There were so many different colors and I saw there were even two different orange colors and it sort of is um, an ombre a little bit like it fades into like a like a yellow and it says oh, it's I love them. I think as Netflix once said orange is the new black and I can wear them with everything. You can and you should. But take it with a grain of salt because you know I famously don't have a lot of fashion sense but i like them and they didn't and you even said if... they're very trendy and ugly and you bought them because you saw a 20 year old wearing them and seems... yep exactly yeah. <laughs> and i think i read an article i think there was an article from some stupid like like why are hokas so popular because they're like truly look like pieces of shit but you can uh, get them in just like normal colors too. yeah yeah you don't have yeah the, the kid just had like um it was like black and white it was like a very subtle one that he had on but a subtle you know, hoka you know me i had to go for the the orange I've never heard of them before. Um, check them out. Hoka's are everywhere, but are they the right running shoe for you? Maybe I'll get them too. I do like to run. Yeah, I think there are certain ones that are more like really geared towards running. And then there's other ones that are more just like everyday walking around. And then there's some that are like for trails. So there's like a whole different, there's lots of them that you can try on or get. But I got the Bondi 8. And I can't okay. wait to put them on. Bondi eight. I'm looking it up. Um, yeah. Oh, and, these look okay. <laughs> I've seen these. Yeah, I think yeah. Once you like know what I'm talking about, I feel like you will with these you, huge soles. Yeah, they have like the big soles, and they're like they're like almost like platforms. <laughs> yeah, they're like yeah. I've seen these around. Anyway, all right. Well, I got to um head out to a movie all right well i'm gonna have like another glass of fucking wine do it uh all right pray for me pray i don't have covid if you think we were talking about you today we definitely weren't it was somebody else i swear to god nobody who we mentioned especially when we're talking about friends whatever the show they don't know absolutely not it's been a very long time since we spoke to them i spoke to them it's definitely not you (laughs) and on that note and don't talk to me (laughs) (laughs) okay bye how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.